All right, guys. Hello, and welcome to my way too early um, show for Thursday night football for week three. Uh, remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. And sometimes it does. And a lot of the times, it's Jay Bressel, Squirrel Patrol. Congrats again on the win last night. I, I just wanted to point up how funny this was. I knew I had seen that tweet from him um, right after the first couple of terrible things happened. Um, how long until the NBA season starts? Probably right after Jamal got hurt. Yeah. But before Chubb got hurt, which really, really benefited him. Um, but also, given how he had faded the chalk, he probably knew it was going to be good for him regardless. It's just this is good engagement and stuff. Um, but that was a really fun series of tweets. Um, so I just want to make sure you all saw that you can win a million dollars after thinking you're done and, and cooked right away. Um and I also wanted to say, hey, if you thought that name sounded familiar and you're a new watcher of the show, that's because not even a week ago, last Thursday, when we were looking at over the slate afterwards and we were looking at things and we're like, okay, you know, obviously we don't want to win with 339 duplicates, the 39th and 40th best lineups won. You know, it's not, it, that's what we mean when we say like, um, what actually happens doesn't really matter. I mean, if you need $3,000 for your whole life, fine, that's not. If you're playing like that, that's not really responsible gambling, right? So if it's just like a little tiny piece of your back roll, you're trying to win, you're trying to win the most you can. And so that's why these were terrible. Uh, I had two terrible ones, but then I was looking around. And I was like, okay, my, my 20 max, when I had my builds with my rules in, I had pretty good metrics, but I still used 48,900 salary. And I referenced the Sharks, and I went to the top of the list of uniques in the big tournament. And Squirrel Patrol had the second most uniques in the big tournament that day. And what struck me, is how how much salary he was leaving on the table. 43,400 average. That's the lowest of anybody. See it? Even the guys who got more unique than him, that's he got unique that way. He got unique by playing good plays and leaving money on the table. The other way you can do getting unique on a showdown plays is probably captain weird people. Hope they get something. I, I don't really know exactly how else. I haven't I haven't drilled down on Gila because he hasn't won the millionaire yet. So um, but I remembered that just like less than a week ago, I had been using um, Squirrel Patrol as a check on my own method to make sure that we're doing things right. And the truth is we weren't like we had to we have to take more risk when we're doing showdown in order to win enough money for it to be really worth it. A.K.A. like, you know, get a house and do this for a living. stuff. So, I mean, I already have a house, but, you know, a fancy house in a new place, whatever. Okay, so let's to on to today's slate. Um, I've got some rules and stuff, so let me tell you what my rules are. 85th. What do we do? Three uniques at least. I'm not sure I want to do the new uniques if I'm doing 150. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a 150 show. I don't know if I'm going to for sure do a 150 max. You know I generally don't do 150 max. I don't think it's... um. I don't think it's the expected value positive thing to do on every slate. And this is a slate where I definitely don't think there's that. Well, hmm. I like this slate better than I did the two gamer, the two gamer where there was a ton of obvious value. And like, I just don't know how you could have built 150 lineups. Congratulations to our new millionaire who did do that. You know, I've been saying how hard that was. I, I can't even countenance the moves you would have to make. And, you know, actually, yeah, after looking at it, that min salary is too low. 40,000 and max salary may be too high. 47,000. Um, I'm just going to stay really aggressive. But anyway, so I'm, I'm not going to redo it now on live on air because it'll take forever and be ruinous to the show. But um, yeah, 
So let's see what where we got. Uh, the other rules I have built in, just to let you know where I'm thinking I'll probably go. These seem like they'll probably stick. I don't know about Saquon. Obviously, it's Tuesday. We're going to get more news by Thursday. It was just an ankle sprain or whatever. Like, he's going to be fine eventually. But he's a running back. And, like, as a guy who's, like, kind of a big guy in basketball, I need three days to recover, even when I was, like, you know, really good at basketball. Obviously, you can tape it up and play day of. But once it swells up a little bit, it gets dicey for a few days. So he's not going to be full full strength. So I've docked him. And I've increased the odds that one of his backups succeeds. So I increased, who are they, Brightwell and Brita. Because I was looking at their snap counts, and it's just not um, when we went to, oh, obviously, week two, they played. Um, so where's the running backs? Yeah. Yeah, in week one, they got a fair amount of snaps as well. So Brightwell and Brita, it wasn't just in week two with the injury. I mean, I guess that injury happened pretty late, right? Yeah, because there wasn't very much snaps for Brightwell and Brita. But my point is, people aren't going to be on them, especially if Saquon's back, I think, even after last week, and backup running back smashing. I think people will still make the mistake of slamming Saquon slightly, sprained ankle Saquon. It was a reasonably bad one, guys. I mean, we all saw it. So anyway, that's why. And then I set a rule, only one of the what, the running backs. So only one of Saquon or Brita or, um, or Brightwell. So that's one, and you have to do it with both the flex and the captain on the showdown slate. It's really dumb, but yes, they're considered different people. Uh, the other rule I have is max of two Giants wide receivers slash Wallers. If I am going to allow um, an onslaught Giants lineup, I'm going to have to have checkdown backs involved. I don't, I don't believe in Danny Dimes' ability to spread it around three different pass catchers who are not coming out of his backfield. I don't think that their offense is set up for that. And so anyway, this is just, so I, I've mentioned this before, but if you're a first time watcher, what I do with these projections, the projections are not an average, right? Or like the distribution is not Gaussian. And so what I'm trying to do is I think we have a bimodal distribution with a lot of these guys, for instance, the G giants wide receivers, Slayton Hodgkin, Hodgins, Hodgkins, oops, and uh, Campbell. These guys all, if you look at their snap counts from last week at wide receiver, they're all there. Like, they're all there at a very high rate of snap. Hodgins, Slayton, and Campbell. They're going to be out there. They're going to get their routes. And I would argue that so far this year, this season, they have a unsustainably low points per snap for the amount of time they're being out there. So Hodgins, Slayton, and Campbell. Campbell especially. He's been out there a lot and has not gotten the ball. That's not sustainable. Either he's going to get benched or he's going to get the ball. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have some where he gets the ball and some where he gets benched, right? I mean, like that's how you gotta gotta play that. Um, but if he gets the ball, he scores a lot of points, right? Paris Campbell is fast and he runs streaks and stuff. So like, I mean, he's not as fast as he used to be probably, but he's only forty four hundred dollars. We have to have him as an option for sure. Um, so those Giants wide receivers, I think, are where you can find a lot of good leverage. Although I mean, you know, fifteen to twenty percent, it's not like they're completely unknown. I just think. I, well, let's see what they are, Captain. And also, let's see if we got to any of them, Captain, because I, I put them in the pool. I haven't even looked yet. Yeah, we're getting to some of them in Captain, and their Captain are like 2%. And that's low. These are the wide receiver one through three for the Giants. All of them will be on the field most of the game. If one of them catches a touchdown, particularly if it's Paris Campbell, he's got a good shot of being optimal, right? I mean, like, so uh, particularly with a less than fresh Barkley, but I mean, like, okay, I was thinking about this. Also, Barkley is hurt by the game script for this, right? 
he's the out of the backfield back here. Or, or I mean, because what I mean by that, like he's going to be get, catching little checkdowns and stuff. He is going to be in pass protection. He is not going to be running, slamming it down their throats. That's that's where you get like massive Saquon Barkley upside is jamming off tackle, jamming right there, jam again, jam again. He gets there five, ten, and then boom, he's gashing them because the defense is tired. Traditionally, that's what I've seen uh, for Saquon. But you're not going to get that in this game. They're going to be playing from behind almost definitely. Playing from behind means pass catching backs. So actually, yeah, do we have – this only has snap counts. Does it have – yeah, it doesn't have – um. This is just snap count data. Okay. Well, I don't know how to get the other data on the screen, so I will not look at it right now. But I think both Brita and Brightwell, well, let's see. Are we projecting them four catches or not? Got a thing over here with projected um, receiving yards for Brita, 7.3 for Brightwell, 1.9. So they're both 0.2 receptions, 0.9 receptions. So Brita more than Brightwell. They got Saquon having 3.6 receptions. I don't know, guys. I, Saquon, I don't think there's any circumstance where Saquon rushes back from this in, in from this injury and plays game two type minutes. What was going on in game one? They get completely spanked. Is that why? August 26th. Yeah, they got completely spanked. That's why we saw Brita and Brightwell so much. So game two snaps are probably more likely. Um, for a competitive matchup, we are not going to see the other guys normally, but I'm not sure if this counts as normally. You know what I mean? Like there's the injury overhang. So anyway, we'll see what goes on with Brita and Brightwell. We're currently not getting to them in the captain, even with their ridiculous projections that I have. So even assuming 0% Brightwell captain. Um, and I think that's fair. Even in 150 lineups, I think that's a bit speculative. Um, I'm not getting to any defenses. I don't think this is going to be a defensive slog, slog plus. Y'all are all over them. Whatever's going on here, don't don't play twenty eight percent defense. I think I saw that. Yeah, twenty seven percent forty nine ers defense. Here's a hint, guys. Twenty seven percent is not. I mean, to me, very unlikely that twenty that that's going to be the optimal percent. I think optimal percent for forty nine ers d fifteen ten percent, maybe. I mean, like Giants d at fifteen percent is still a push for me because like, no way, right? Like that's probably high as well. Maybe people are on the defenses for some reason. I don't understand what, quite what's going on here. Um, you can see the guys I've adjusted up besides the people we've talked about. I just like Juwan Jennings. I think that, um, yes, the other guys are better than him. And eventually the Ayuk, so Ayuk and Debo are obviously better than him. Currently, I haven't adjusted them up just because I feel like expectations are already sky high on them. Plus, if you're a defense, what's the only thing you're preparing to stop? Those guys, right? And thus, my Juwan Jennings getting a kind of a buff, I think. As defenses adjust and fully, fully are just like trying to stop the two main guys, you'll get more looks to Juwan Jennings. And plus, he just doesn't, uh, again, regression to the mean is another part of this. When you look at their points per 100 snaps, I just don't believe he's he's going to be that low. So, yes, he's also out there 40% of the snaps. I get that. He's not a full-time guy. Him and Bellers. Was that this week they were splitting snaps? Because I do have Bell in the player pool as well. Oh, that's dope. That's 50% of the snaps for Bell. Huh. And he hasn't scored yet? Oh, boy. Yeah, we're definitely getting to Bell. Let's see how much Bell we're getting to. Uh, exposure. Probably a fair amount. Oh, we get to more Bellinger than Bell. Still at 7% Bell. I limited it to 10. But seeing that, um, I'm going to buff him a bunch. Look at these snaps. 27? Somebody hurt? No. 
No, he's starting to split with uh, Jennings there, right? Did Jennings get hurt? No. Hmm. They just ran more wide receiver sets in week two. Well, for whatever reason, Ronnie Bell got on 27, or 27 snaps and has a current average of zero points. My theory is that if he gets 27 snaps again, that even one point is a bit conservative, right? Like, he's a receiver. He's going to go down the field, maybe catch two, uh, what do you think, two uh, over-the-middle, whatever, little chump un- passes in a two-minute drill or something. Is that where he's out on the field? He's out there a little bit. he get, like, three points. If he gets his points, he gets three points. He's not getting one point. One point, one point means they threw him a check down pass. He was immediately tackled, right? That's just not the case that we're, like, who cares? That Yeah, fine. So I need more. I just have to have more of him in there. And that got me less of him. How is that even... I don't know how that math could possibly math. Single game. It, it changed my, my sorting mechanism. It's like the math just, I, I know how math works. That math does not do the math like math does. <laughs> so I can't increase. Yeah, there we go. That's more like it. Still on a lot of Ross Dwelly instead, I guess. What's the price difference here? No, I, I'm probably going to change that. I'm more into Bell than I am to Dwelly. Dwelly at like Max 5%. You know, you know, I like a backup tight end. I've made my spiel a zillion times about goal line sets. People do not understand, like, whatever this percentage is on this backup tight end guy who I just nerfed to 5%, Ross Dwelly. His actual ownership, 2.5%. That's pretty close. I'd say maybe we're like 5 I just limited it to 5 Yeah, the 5% is what I ballpark him getting a goal line target. He gets a goal line target, maybe catches it, maybe doesn't, but, like, if he does, then he's way optimal. Actually, now that I've said that, that's him getting a goal on target. So that's 3.5 points because that's like half a touchdown. So I want to average it half of a Rostwelly touchdown into the mix. That's how you do good projections, guys. No. It's not. Do not do not change your Rostwelly projection unless you are doing all, all of the other things I'm doing. That is a completely nuts and wild thing to do. Also, Bellinger, I've I've I liked the amount. Where did I see Bellinger's tight end? Yeah. So here's the deal. Same deal with Bellinger. Look at this snap percent. This is my, so I'm going with my gut. This is my new gut because this is the, this is the argument I was making to myself to take Ford over Chubb on like 20% on the day of, and I couldn't quite pull the trigger, but it was right there in the data. Ford got so many snaps, not in the, not in garbage time. And look at these snaps, not in garbage time for Bellinger and look at the points. Zero. It's not going to keep up. He's not going to keep getting zero points. Yes, get it. Blocking tight end, not as good as Waller. 100%. Also, I think this is low for Waller. I think I did actually also boost Waller. Yeah, I boosted Waller as well because I just think that, like, number one, Danny Dimes, not going to be throwing bombs like, I don't know, whatever the last drive he successfully did. Also ran it a lot. Basically, he's going to have to use his tight ends more than he has so far. I just think, like, there's no way this offense and Danny's abilities are going to be long bomb, long bomb, save the day every week. A lot of weeks he's going to do long, lot, lot of long slog drives with little check downs. And thus, my little check down plays are Waller and Bellinger. I guess Waller, uh, Waller's more like a mid-chunk play, right? Like he, he, he's going on the mid-whatever, and then Bellinger's going underneath on like the five-yarder. Um, in that, that imagined two tight end set, I'm drawing a place here live. Uh, really bad plays, by the way. Obviously, I do not play uh, this sport. 
Juxic, that's kind of a lot. I'm not sure if I'll stay with that much. Bellinger, though, yeah, like I mentioned, I'm definitely not getting more than 20%. I, I think he's a great play and all, but like mm, 25%. I don't want to, I just, I'll take a stand, but yeah, 20% is fine. If I'm doing 150, that's a zillion lineups anyway. Let's see what we get. Paris Campbell, probably, yeah. So all these, um, it's basically, if I do take shots this week, it's probably, yep, those are going to be at the top. I figured they would. Uh, that That's wide receivers for for the Giants. Also, these lineups, like I always say, I'm going to rebuild. None of these are even in my pool. So you can use them, but they might be garbage. This is not like, it's not good uh, lineups. It, when that pops out, that's like an accident. The Sabres has so. still working on stuff after pushing the beta live. Um, it's also why we cannot do a uh, review of the Millionaire right now because it's not showing up for some reason. So it's been almost a week. This is Tuesday. That was Thursday. I'm a little frustrated. That's kind of part of the thing is I look at the lineups. I say, oh, what's what what were the lineups like? But it's it's obvious this week. The real captains you play are Daniel Jones, Darren Waller, Brock Purdy, the guys who are expected to score all the points. Uh, McCaffrey, I Debo, those feel overpopular to me. Obviously, they are also the next most likely people to score points. I just think that. They have a lot of mouths that they are the mouths, right? And so I feel like number one, the guy who feeds the mouths is underrated and purdy, and the mouths fight for each other, right? Like I, McCaffrey, Debo are all fighting with each other for value. So actually, on the other side, I have a max two out of three. Is that what I went with? I should maybe do a max two out of three with I, McCaffrey, and Debo. It just doesn't look like I'm going to get there. It's salary will do that for you, right? Like I, that's why I don't have to build that in. I think I think salary builds that fine for us. But yeah, so wide receivers, New York wide receivers, that's the plan. I mean, I built it in, right? It's garbage in, garbage out. If you don't buy that, don't build that in, see what you get otherwise. But for me, um, I just think New York's going to have to throw it, and they're not going to be pitiful at throwing. Like, uh, it's just all of their wide receivers are priced in to be terrible. And I'll grant it, are terrible. Like, have proven themselves in the past, have all had at least a terrible game. I'm not firmly standing up. I don't think Darius Slayton necessarily has a future in the NFL. The other two guys, I think, can find maybe, you know, slog around for a little while. And particularly, I don't know if we've seen the best out of Hodgins yet. He feels young. Paris Campbell's still fast. I think he can just do his thing for, who knows, a number of years, hopefully until he gets hurt. Uh, hopefully he does not get hurt. That's what I mean, you know, you know what I mean. So anyway, yeah, that's like, those are my stands. I'm going to be like 50% each of the Giants wide receivers. So you'll know if uh, if the Giants quarterback has thrown a lot of touchdowns to his wide receivers in the game. And also, I guess, in the run back situation, Brock Purdy runs for a touchdown. Then you're you're looking at uh, the next millionaire over here. No, I'm just kidding. You know, um, but hopefully one of us will be, you know, if you're if you're all taking my advice like usual. Um, didn't see any screenshots. So I, I gathered that uh, Squirrel Patrol did not watch the show. No, I know he has his own live live before uh, lock show. That's just some, some fun there. But yeah, check out Snap Accounts if you're ever trying to make your own your own calls like this. I think it's very easy. I think that the, these these calls are just like like Bellinger giving him five points. Like, that's just nuts. Five is so few points. That's projecting him one third the amount of Waller, and he has half the opportunity. So that's projecting him to be half as bad as Waller, or like half as good as Waller. Run half as many routes, whatever you want to, however you want to say it. I think that five is a conservative estimate for Bellinger. And, you know, fine, 25%. Talked myself into wasting a bit more money on Bellinger here live on the stream. So, hey, see it every week, me making bad decisions on the stream. No, but it's my gut. You know, I got to go with it. I got to feel it out because otherwise I'm the only guy who has to, like, 
has to live with that. You know, your liver, you know, like, ah, you made a bad decision. All right. I got to go make my MLB lineups for the day, but um, somebody's going to win a million dollars on Thursday. And uh, remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And somebody does have to win that money. Might as well be us.